Hello, and welcome to the Least Dangerous episode part two, where myself and the players go through what could have been with the different roll of the dice. Um, hello, I'm Josh Miguel Ewing, your dungeon master for the most dangerous campaign, and I am joined today by the full cast, so I don't need to introduce them one by one. They will all just say hi in an, unre in an unrehearsed order right now. Hi, hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, I thought you were all saying turn? unison. Hi. I guess we're not you doing You should that. probably say your name so people know how to identify you based on your voice. Maybe just a thought. We They've been listening to us for, what, a I, month straight? Presumably well, they've been listening yeah, for Well, yeah, but we all use episodes. funny voices. Dear listener, if you are the one person who has come <laughs> to this episode first, <laughs> I beg of you. I beg of you, go back and watch. Okay, I'm Natalie, and I'm and I'm gonna start some beef in this episode. Hi there, I voice Dulcimer. I'm brought in just to do antagonists. Uh, you can find me on the Schmitty Pod and Mr. No Nos. I voice uh, Mr. No No, oh, and I voice Schmitty. So many people. I don't think this will be. Should we all plug our, our uh, made up podcast? Um, hey, I'm I'm a I'm Soup or Star. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're gonna be the most identifiable. Now, uh, no. listeners, that's a visual joke because um, she is a can of soup. And I work a very, very top <laughs> secret job, so you can't know my real name. Yeah, like, we're all higher-ranking government officials. I'm this a is very high-ranking we government official. We're we're recording this in the Pentagon. I'm currently in a sequestered trial. This is your tax dollars at work, folks. I'm a bus driver. I'm driving a bus right now. So, <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> um, oh shit! I'm driving a bus right now. What street are you on? We were missing a couple people the last time. We were, okay, let me get let me get through this. We we were missing a couple people last time. We did a least dangerous episode. Um, so to to recap for those of, of the cast that weren't here, uh, last time we did this, we just went through um the random encounter tables that I had written up for the many areas of Valahan that the survivors could have. Uh, adventured through if they had made that choice last episode we covered the gasping way the encounters that just didn't end up on the die and we covered the shadow taker lakes which was the entirely different area that no one ever went through um and i guess was a waste of work i don't know maybe anyway now we are going to cover the areas of yaguara's heart uh home to the giant pyramid slash anthill and home of coil and uh, where we first encounter talon of course um and the alternate area of jeweled basilisk lake uh which had uh, another fun uh, theme to, to all of us encounters that we'll go through josh cut out so many scenes of uh catalina being staunchly anti-lake which is why we went the routes we did can I just say, we were all truly, deeply so gagged when Josh did the anthill reveal during the our session. When that happened, we it's were screaming. Like, he must have cut several seconds of screaming into the mic because that was that was a genuine reaction. Especially because we failed so many perception investigation and so many checks. So many. So we, so not only... So the buildup had lasted for such a long time because all of us failed so profoundly, so consistently, that when we finally got it, it was amazing. It was fantastic. I was spending so long thinking, okay, where in the world is a man-made pyramid going to, or is a natural pyramid going to happen? And it's just, it's a very good, like, oh, these all align of, cool, you saw six legs, 
six-legged footprints, that's insects. Animals here are giant, that's insects. Anthill, that's insects. Man, Bug Boy must have been off his rocker. Yeah, it was an interesting, the, the, the entire area was an interesting, like, uh, collection of previous forms. Because originally, Yugora's heart was conceived as this very, like, Indiana Jones, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple kind of area that is all about, like, ruins and traps and uh, spike pits and ancient magic and stuff. Um, however, with the decision to make sure that, like, Valahan has never been uh, inhabited by humans, I was like, okay, so this doesn't really work. Um, then I switched it, then I switched the general theme of Yugara's heart to just, like, big, big animals. Big bugs, big snakes. Um, and that was a, a fun way to still have a pyramid while keeping with the big animal uh, motif. Really excellent choice. So we're going to start uh, just going down the random encounter table for encounters that you did not come across. I think the group only did one of these, one of these six. So I'm just going to read number one on the random encounter table. And we'll talk about what you think you would have done. I think uh, for the issue of Catalina versus Manny. We're assuming that Catalina did die. There is no timeline in which she did not die. And that's canon, folks. It was incredibly necessary. Um, so here's one on the random encounter table. The party discovers a row of old stone statues scattered along the grass. This is odd because it suggests that a group has been here long enough to carve them, and yet there are no other signs of prolonged human life. While observing the statues, a random party member steps near a basilisk snake in hiding, ready to strike. The snake's venom turns its victims to stone within six hours unless magically treated. Every statue seems headed away from the pyramid. Some of the statues are of humans carrying weapons that have not turned to stone. Players can loot the statues for two hand axes, a glaive, and a blowgun. Oh, that slaps. I feel like Cecily would totally be turned to stone. She had bad luck. And for if this had happened, I probably would have been had some like, if you reach the, you know, the bottom of the pyramid, uh, Coil could reverse this process. For a price. Just for timeline's sake, what was the last thing canonically that happened before when this would have happened? The last thing canonically that happened I was, I mean, Diametra joining the party. I guess technically it is uh, Cecily murdering uh, Douglas. Yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. this is this yeah. is like a really Dream tense moment for the crew right, right after Catalina has died when Cecily's starting to lose it. Yeah, I mean... I can easily see Cecily or, or Claymore maybe being turned into a statue because he was sort of losing it at that point too. I'm such a sucker for encounters that like carry a storyline hidden within, not even like hidden, but like entwined within them because there's such a clear like, okay, cool. If someone gets bit, then like one that introduces this new timer of like, we already wanted to get off the island, but now like that character already coming to terms with their own mortality being on this island very much so has to view it in a new light. And just, I assume in the later stages of, I need to start very much relying on others because I'm 90% stone. Yeah, I would also kind of love the idea if the Basilisks, because by this point, both Lionel and Cecily were very like snake powered at this time, would kind of like maybe leave the two of them alone and go, and I think Catalina and Manny were both not there yet. So it would probably go more for like Danny and Claymore in particular. Which I think would also, and if it, and if the Basilisk got for Claymore, I actually think it'd be really interesting because there was that whole sequence 
uh, where uh, when you encounter Bat Peter, and both of you would be like fully cursed, um, as like <laughs> everyone's just like, ah, he's a horrible bat person. What do you think, Claymore? And Claymore's just standing completely frozen. <laughs> Well, Wait, also, Josh, could the power of love have been the magic to fix Stone Clay? Could Bat Peter's little kiss have unstoned Little Bat kiss, little Bat lips. I mean, listen, like, true Speaking love's of bat kiss, kisses, I think Bat could have reversed it. somebody cut the kiss from this last episode. Or, or Josh. But I'm not can, mad about th- it. Josh, it's wait, fine. think about it like this. So what wears away rock? Water, right? So what if I tried <laughs> <laughs> to create some water and then try to wash it away? He's determined so to I can understand it. if you're going to say, like, human lungs are not an open container. But what about stone lungs? Yeah. So what that when Stonewall gets turned back from stone, he's immediately stone waterboarded. Stones. That's a not a good move. I think Cecily <laughs> would try to have a full conversation with the uh, statue people. I can demonstrate. Hello? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> are you in there? <laughs> yeah, uh, you were, we missed all the times uh, Josh cut Cecily being a thick New Yorker. And smoking 12 packs a day. I, I would love the image of Cecily talking to the statues and walking out arms just full of weapons, a new <laughs> blowgun, giant, like, I feel like, like she would walk out stuff. like a snake would totally sneak up on her and she'd be busy talking to the someone made of stone and she'd walk out and be like, oh my god, we match! No, no, I'm turning into Brand Fine. I don't know what's happening. Here is a, a random encounter number two, which also... It would have been important whether this happened before or after the first eagle encounter. Mm. Um, But here's number two. The party stumbles across a wounded giant eagle incredibly close to death. It seems to be succumbing to venom sustained from a fight with a snake, but right now what's killing it is six giant mosquitoes. The eagle is a wild animal too wounded to fight if the party approaches, whether to help or hurt. And if this happened, it would essentially be like the mosquitoes target the party quick combat encounter maybe hot take i'd rather fight six giant mosquitoes than a bunch of tiny ones in real life if it was if it was after cecily was attacked by the first eagle she's already bloodthirsty after killing whatever his name is (laughs) douglas scratch yeah (laughs) she doesn't even remember i don't remember fake fan uh she would she would go and she would kill that bird and she would put its blood all over her face Mm. in an act of crazy you would become a mosquito person i would become the mosquito i would join them and and would she get mosquito powers just be disgusting That might have been the most visceral encounter if it had been mm-hmm. just six giant mosquitoes. Because I feel like that would be truly like, right? Because the second you get hit, it's so unpleasant. I, mean, I remember with the bats in the coil encounter, there was a thing of like launches itself into like Senso's neck. They, and I was like, oh. So they would have used the say, I eventually used the that like stat block for the bats. Right. The little sucky. Oh, okay. Because that's like a very... That might be one of the closest to body horror kinds of things that we, aside from like the people turning into animals type of thing, the bats lodging into your skin Honestly, and sucking looking out your at, blood was a pretty gross looking at this mechanic. Random, the, at this table, I was pretty into the body horror when making this. Yeah, in well, terms of ooh, like I'm last, last one with turning into stone, this one with having your blood sucked, and segue random encounter number three. The party discovers a freshwater spring dripping from the roof of a cave inlet that goes deeper into the earth, pockmarked with human-sized tunnels. 
A randomly chosen NPC cries out from one such tunnel, begging for help. If a player investigates, they will find a, a pile of palm fronds on the ground 20 feet into the tunnel. This is a trap set by two giant trapdoor spiders. Anyone who steps on the leaves must pass a DC 10 deck saving throw or fall into a spider web 10 feet below. Trapped in the spider web is the NPC who is being used as an egg incubator for the two giant spiders that are also nearby. The spiders will attack anyone who enters their territory. If the NPC is saved, they will roll a d20 every hour. If they get a one or lower, the eggs inside them hatch into a swarm of spiders, dealing the NPC 5d8 damage. The trigger DC climbs by two every hour. So I know this isn't the most immediate thing. Oh, What's Lord. a palm frond? Big leaf. A palm tree leaf. Neat. I have no further questions. There's there's many things that I think get me about this one, right? Which is like, right, initially, obviously, egg incubator is like such a terrifying idea for horror of anything inside you under your skin. Um, the most unsettling thing, though, to me is the fact that these spiders smart are smart enough to make this hole with the leaves also, over it. Just, that's a real thing. That, that's... And so Trapdoor spiders really. are, are real. Mm -hmm. They like fully make a little burrow yeah. and like kind of cover the top and just wait for like an unfortunate insect or bird or small bird to I like, don't think spiders should be allowed to eat birds. And they just pull them into the bird. I, I love how Josh like is leaving this campaign as a knower of so many more animal facts than he did before beginning this campaign. I heard about trapdoor spiders as a kid and it is one of the reasons I have like a big fucking spider problem the the thought of like <laughs> i just i saw like a picture of like a spider jumping out of a trapdoor to like bite a thing like a video of it as a kid and it like scared Look, the i asked all of me. you before the campaign if anything was off limits and you said no yeah yeah because we care well, about uh, you but and I artistic thought, like, impulses oh yeah no of course sorry one thing off limits is like eggs behind my <laughs> eyes <laughs> oh, oh, oh wait well my zoom stalled is that what it is is eggs in the it's eyes it's not in the eyes but it's under their skin that would then hatch and the the yeah. spiders oh, would come no, out, no, the baby no. spiders. It's like that scene from The Mist, if you saw that movie. Didn't Diametra oh, get ants in her wounds? Yeah. Would there be any way to save this NPC? Because I feel like babies under the skin, that's, that's, it would that's be, a rough I, I, like the, 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 They would then be covered by a swarm of spiders, essentially, that you could then fight. Um, this For most of the NPCs in the NPC table, this would have been an insta-kill. Which would have been great for the horror. Yeah. That is the grossest thing any of us has ever done in a D&D campaign, in my opinion. Well done, Josh. That is awful. Jesus Christ. I do wish it was Lionel's dad. <laughs> <laughs> but then it would have been a punch him. Imagine if it was Giovanni that you found there. And then Cecily punched him, and immediately spiders just started pouring out of his eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, if it, that would make us all think that Cecily was also magical, because it's like Cecily's spider punch, and then like she punched him, and immediately spiders um, erupt from Josh, someone. Josh, can we do an impression as, as Giovanni and Cecily of this happening? Oh, please. Oh, please. Gio, you traitor, you cheater, you shithead, I hate you, punch, punch. <laughs> Cecily, please, first, uh, uh, take, take me down. <laughs> oh my god! Oh! Spider, spider, oh spider, spider, spider. Were you just spiders? Uh, yeah, it sort of would look like that. Like, oh, maybe he was just a 
I, I like how our two takeaways are from Danny's point of view. Cecily is magic and can put spiders in someone. And Lionel's point of view is, were you always just spiders? <laughs> okay, a trapdoor spider attacks Cecily from behind. She takes 22 damage. Uh, so this next one on the random encounter table, number five. The party encounters a line of giant ants carrying giant bubbles of water back to the pyramid at the center of Higuara's heart. If they follow the ants, they will reach the pyramid with no further obstacles. If they go in the opposite direction, they will find an oasis with fruitful trees, which will provide the maximum health if rested. So this was a win-win? Ooh. Oh, I wish we'd had fucking oasis land. That would have been this great. This also would have clued you into the ant hill thing a lot faster, I think. Yes, yeah. the big ants oh, would have okay. helped. <laughs> right, because you're talking about where the ants were going and Seeing everything. The ants would have let us in, know. In the ant fight, there's a point where the ants tried to pick up Manuel and Danny because they smell like death. What would have happened if they were taken to the ant graveyard? I really, let's see. Okay, because I had absolutely no plan for that. If if just uh, Manny and Danny were like... Anted away. Like, let them take me. I would Maybe I would like bring you, I either would have brought you to Coil immediately and see how that affected things. No world which Manuel does not die from that. Or just like deposited you back into whatever like ran uh, maybe like give it give one cool combat encounter just for you two and then deposit you back into uh whatever random area is selected yeah no i i really had no idea i will say adela cruz adela cruz like uh fight with like the ants of the colony would be kind of cool especially because at this moment um they are, I, I think this is their first full fight, like, seeing each other, because I think the first technical fight they're in is Manny leaping off of the anthill to save Cecily. Um, yes. Right? That's true. So then I think that could have been really interesting. I will say, if we were brought right in front of Coil, I do not know how that would pan out, because, frankly, I I do feel like we barely... <laughs> barely skidded I think, like, four hit points like, or something by is. the end of that fight. I was not doing great. I was doing pretty fine. I think I was only hit one time in that entire... I think up until that episode, I think I've only been hit once. Or zero times? Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's what you want for the healer. Um, I was shocked when uh, Manny, like, went and tried to fight Coil. <laughs> As was I. Yeah, that was kind of iconic. That, that was, was wonderful. No, no. <laughs> this wait, was, like, this was like an ethereal being. Is that the right word? Whatever. Yeah. I Ethereal. wait. I stand by that. That broke the concentration on on the spell on Peter. Yeah, but I I have the strong opinion that Manny should have immediately been killed. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny for Lionel to be like, "Well, we all decided that the big bird was too much. Here's this big." Snake. Well, I had I had that thought, and then I just had this realization that I was like, "But like, Manny did really well against the big bird. To Manny, the big animals, sure." Number six on the random encounter table for Yagora's heart. The party discovers the shed skin of an absolutely massive snake. The skin can be fashioned into scale mail if worked on overnight. For any who examine the skin, a strange voice will whisper to them. Quail calls for them to join him. He promises survival, safety, and power. They feel drawn to nick their finger on one of the rough scales. If they do, they will get one level of warlock with the undead patron subclass and be able to communicate with Coil. Sick, wow. That's okay, time. in my head, I was going time. through, like, why... Bold thing to assume that, like, we'll, like, find the skin and immediately be like, can I make clothes? But then I thought, no, my first thing on seeing the skin would be like, can I wear this? 
Yeah. What I think is very interesting about this is that, like, I cannot see a future in which one of us does not touch a scale, gets a warlock level, and then everybody else is like, well, I, I touched the scale too then. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, a little army for Coil. Consequences? What yeah, consequences? The, the... My boyfriend's a bat anyway, might as well become the a fight snake. fight against Peter could have just been, I cast Elder Glass, I cast Elder Glass, I cast Elder Glass, I cast Elder Glass. Lionel could have done no, that. No, no, I, I would imagine, like, Peter is like, Peter goes to Claymore, is like, Claymore, join me, and Claymore is like, I already did it, I'm already done. So truly, if that had happened and Claymore was already on an evil path, he might have betrayed you all to go be with Bat Peter as an evil little bat thing. That is certainly in his... I mean, when did you decide that Claymore was not going on the evil path? Was it was, was it when Cecily bonded with Claymore? No, um, it was it was it was a Danny friendship. Uh, genuinely, so I think hard. without the Danny friendship, um, Claymore would have turned evil. Also, like I think by the point we get to meet Bat Peter, Bat Peter isn't really offering Claymore anything aside from killing his friends. He's like, yeah, we can be happy and in love, but also. I want to kill all of your friends. Like it's it's sort of an unbalanced situation. If Claymore were more unhinged and like eviler and had not made those connections, then certainly he might have run away with that, Peter. But I feel like, you know, there, there was not much going for Bat Peter by that point until after he becomes a person again. And you heard it. That's our official stance on most dangerous campaign. If you are part bat, you have nothing redeemable. Yeah, you don't even get to kiss your boyfriend. What's with that, Josh? Got anything? Gotta defend yourself? I wanted to be known. I wanted to be known. I tried to keep the monster fucking in this episode, but Josh cut both the gay sex and the kissing. Why did you cut the kissing, Josh? You cut I, the line. Oh, even Disney kept heart. the gay kissing. Natalie, no one wants to play into your sick fantasies. The okay, all of the sex, I stand by cutting that out. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But why did you yes. cut the kissing? The kissing. Everyone wants more kissing. Honestly, I w- was just wasn't very like like satisfied with my w- with my performance of it. <gasps> um. And also, no! I, I think I just, w- within uh, Dungeons and Dragons and storytelling, that I, I'm uncomfortable with that level of sentimentality oh. and, and real emotional vulnerability. So really, this is my weakness. It is your weakness. Because it was genuinely, like, I, I am joking for the most part, but it was genuinely a really sweet line that you improvised there that was like, if anyone can do this, I know. Cl-. It was something really sweet that you did that I, I wish... The audience could have seen. Josh, you didn't cut when me and my dad kiss on the mouth. Like when we first see each other after three long days on the island. Do you want to hear about Jeweled Basilisk Lake now? Yeah. The part where I where I go and suck all the eggs out of Giovanni's skin. Let's... Now, Josh, you mentioned something you, about a basilisk. Did you cut out the moment where Claymore sucks all the eggs out of? Anyway, um, there's a penis <laughs> there somewhere. What was the all next? What was say, the next I encounter, want, I Josh? Want our, I want our monster fucker fans to know that I fought for you. I see you. I am an ally. It's I want, Josh's I want my monster fucker fans to think know that I think you're no. sick. As pants. <laughs> I want you to know that the original way the coil fight ends is Manuel rolling the DC twenty persuasion check and then fucking coil for four hours straight. <laughs> Josh, what is your penance? As as penance, I will I will uh, post some tasteful 
some tasteful art to our Tumblr. <laughs> Don't lie to them. I will be the one depicting Claymore and Bat Peter in a tender display of, of romance and affection. Hey, Josh, what was the next random encounter? So this is a completely different random encounter table. Uh, this is for Jeweled Basilisk Lake. Uh, this would essentially be the level two uh, for the Shadow Taker Lakes path that uh, you decided not to go down at the very beginning of the adventure. Honestly, pretty bummed I didn't get to use this uh, because, well, you'll see pretty immediately what the theme of this area was. Um, essentially, this would be getting from like the border, the, the you know, the border of Shadow Taker Lakes to the river upon which the like small river boat that you came in on that we had in that very opening scene was still docked. Uh, so if you made it to that river boat and you know were able to get it moving, then that entire like half of tr- the, the, the entire other half of travel would have gone by incredibly quickly. And if that happened, I had a random encounter table for specifically the river. All of the encounters are just pleasant things. To emphasize the, like, no, this is some well-deserved, like, rest and relaxation um, after having fought for this boat. Uh, And instead we got Cecily killing a man in cold blood and getting picked up by a bird. And here are the obstacles that would have stood in front of the party if they had gone down this road. Random encounter number one. The party stops at a field where a Tyrannosaurus Rex feasts on a Stegosaurus. The field is covered in tall grass so the players could attempt to stealth past for the 90 feet it takes to get to the other side. If they don't want to take the risk, they will add an hour to their travel time walking around the field rather than through. So this is the dinosaur area. And this is the dinosaur version. We could have had a Jurassic Park route. And this is the dinosaur version of the giant eagle encounter that you had in Yugara's heart. They move in herds. They do move That said, one T-Rex is far deadlier than three giant eagles. Cecily would have died. Yeah. Well, do you think, because, right, we kind of made the sprint, I say we as if I was, you guys kind of made the sprint across assessing, like, I think I can make it across these birds. Odds are you would have seen a big dino, you'd be like, yes. So, I think an hour's fine. An hour's okay. Yeah. Did, the within the the sort of time period of the podcast, um, we'd just be like, "What the fuck is that?" Right? Oh. Like we wouldn't know what a T Rex is. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. And this is like, because right, this is either well, me I vastly we, underestimating we what was understood at the time. Were, we just didn't. The first skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus Rex was discovered in 1902 in Hell Creek, Montana. I believe that is after this is set. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Huh. I would think so. I'm pretty sure if we just saw it, like, what, like, we would be like, oh, like, it's a big, like, snaky thing. I have to say, I love the idea of Josh, like, doing the, this happening. Josh does the introduction. We all have, like, our off-screen, woo, yeah, dinosaurs! And then Lionel just goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Josh, I know the answer already. Would they have had feathers? Um... Yes, 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 yes. Say yes. I mean, I I guess I I hadn't imagined them with feathers because I was imagining Jurassic Park era dinosaurs. That's what I was was expecting. Um, Here's number two. The player in front of the marching order must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom check or fall into quicksand. 
Oh, I w- I'm so surprised <laughs> we didn't come into a single quicksand encounter in this Danny, entire campaign. Would you be in front? Because do we have Danny was usually no. So the-, the the way that it worked, I believe, is that um Danny would Danny also came to the group late, so I don't believe that he would ever be like I'm the leader. And I think he looked up to Claymore as R.I.P. Claymore because um, he was dumb group. as a pile of bricks, so that would have ended really badly. Josh, if we respond with that with the actual way you're supposed to adhere to quicksand, if you get caught into it. Would yeah, that are we allowed rewarded? to do that? Yeah, which is to toss the person big rocks, right? <laughs> um. So continuously, uh, whoever falls in will feel their leg get caught in the strap of the leather bag that contains a journal from an explorer from decades past who uncovered the dark secrets of the island. So I think in in that, I would either treat that as like there's something that is that is like attached to you, keeping you from going horizontal, or like you feel something that feels important. Um, you could save yourself or you could, uh, like, risk something to get it, to retrieve it. Yeah. Claymore would probably, probably save himself, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I'm sure everyone would have, so I probably would have treated it like there's something holding you. Wait, can I, can I ask a, this is going to sound like I'm going for the bit, but I am truly asking this question. Oh, is it the, so, like, yeah. No, no. Could I destroy water to make the sand Just not like sand. as dangerous anymore? But yeah. then you would Can get you trapped in a sand? solid pile of sand. Which is incredibly But not if I did it like, at the very mm-hmm. beginning. Or should I create more water to no, make it No, you should not fluid? create more water. <laughs> so should I destroy you the water? You should do neither to the water. water. You should throw clay more around. Quicksand is perfect as it is. <laughs> yeah, don't let anyone invalidate you, quicksand. Uh, not in 2023. That's your hot take. Would, I assume armor would have made that worse, right? If Danny had gotten slurped, that would have been like bad. <laughs> yes, but Danny. Oh wait, wait, was wait, wait, wait. I could have just said. I could have just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I could just do enhance ability then, so that you could survive. All right, roll it right now. I Danny. mean, Let's Cecily is proficient in digging in the dirty, hot, hot. Oh, mud. it would have been perfect for Cecily. <laughs> it would have been actually full circle. Oh, That's Cecily, really funny. Cecily. Okay, so number three. The hot, hot. Uh, mud. The characters hear the screams of an NPC who has gotten the attention of three raptors. The NPC has scaled a tree to get away from them, but is now trapped with the raptors waiting patiently below. An attentive player will notice hunting posts in the trees above that can be used to get over to the NPC. They require a DC-10 athletics check to climb up to, but once up, the player would be safe from the raptors. The NPC is in a regular tree, though, which will require a DC-15 athletics check to reach. Do you think you would have still had enough compassion in your hearts to in your hearts to help someone else? Would we have just gone, if we had just gone through a really relaxing river ride? This would have been before the river ride. Oh. Mm. Mm. That might have been enough to fracture the group. Actually. I really want to say yes, but I don't think it's true. I think pretty much everyone but Danny would have ignored this person. Probably. Yeah, I, I, I know that Danny in any situation in which he could have helped someone would have absolutely left, taken the leap very much at his own. I think it literally comes down to like, at least for like Lionel would have been like, how does it look like the Raptors would be difficult? If the answer was yes, I think he'd be like, well. There are Velociraptors. Also, I guess it would also depend. Danny, do you think if the entire group said let's not go save this NPC, you would go with the group or would you split off from the group to go save the NPC? Knowing where we were during, like, 
the campaign i so did we already lose Catalina yes. at this yeah. point? so if we already lost catalina i think danny would have been like i'm not losing anyone else and fully been like i am going what to try if this we already had manny with us though and there was the risk of oh manny would have helped manny. danny because i think claim i was gonna say claymore would go with manny probably would split up at that point so yeah, I, I I think that no matter what, in all situations, Danny would go. But I think that the outcome would have been different because I don't think Manny would have left Danny to go by himself. Yeah, um, I mean, we and, saw what happened with Diana. I, I think that should be like cool. No more, no more death. Like, but but you weren't risking like yeah. really. You weren't leaving Danny like miles away from you by going to save Diametra. Did I say I, that right? I did have to hold I'm the misunderstanding heavy something. I'm retracting. <laughs> I I am yes. also potentially misunderstanding. Me a turtle. Um. Random attack number four. <laughs> the party stumbles into an oasis where ankylosauruses and allosauruses, predators and prey, are grazing peacefully. If the party stops, if the party stops here, they will get the benefits of a short rest and can fill up on food and water for the day. Setting up camp here for the night will guarantee an uninterrupted long rest. Also, while resting here, the players will see Dulcimer's Wolfhound stop for water. Hmm. Kill the dog. So that's, that's I mean, that's just a question of hey. No, Danny would try to. No, Danny would hey, try to be friends with this the dog. dog right now. <laughs> do we all? Do we all just? <laughs> we have another dog with us. We have Diego. Yeah, yeah you could have said you could have left Diego just to fight alone. Could have left Diego there and felt good about it. Maybe, maybe we would have tried to befriend that. No, no, I want to go back to that. Are you saying let's leave this dog in this land of the dinosaurs? (laughs) That's okay. Well, just to be clear, we've just established that this is a little oasis, and all the predator and prey are totally chilling and cool with each other there. I think I would want Diego to befriend this wolfhound, and then we'd have two dogs. Lionel oh. single-handedly disrupts the ecosystem by leaving an invasive predator. That's what I was gonna say. I like we, you know, we bathe in the water and we ruin it for all these animals. Yeah. Uh. I don't think we would have jumped the dog. I think we would have been like, "I'm not fucking with him if he's not fucking with me." <laughs> I feel like Claymore might have shot the dog. There's a there's a slim chance. That's true. Depending he on, what, ditch, depending he on where he is emotionally, he might have shot the dog from a distance. It's easier when they're I far for him. I, I think Cecily would try to befriend the dog, and when that probably failed, it would be like, yeah, you can kill it. I feel like I would have felt like, at least like I feel like Lionel would have argued that like, hey, like let's not fire a gun when everybody's being chill and peaceful. I feel like you could piss off a lot of the animals here. Hmm, that's true. I, I don't know. I don't think Claymore yeah. wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> he you know. would have already fired the gun. Claymore would have already <laughs> shot the dog. Okay, number five. Party finds a hut surrounded by stinking carcass flowers. By the way, this is the area where those flowers that Danny kept finding would have been useful. Um, inside, they meet Jed, an original member of Dulcimer's crew that got stranded with him so many years ago. He will invite the players into his hut, stating that it's safe from dinosaurs because they stay away from the carcass flowers. And safe from Dulcimer because he stays away from the dinosaurs. Ooh. Yeah, I, go in. I would kill that, that guy. That would be great. <laughs> Why? Why? He's Jed. I don't know. Just I for think fun. John, he, seems, he seems really John, sus, I'm not going to lie. Dead. That's Phil's uncle's name, so I trust him. What's, um, what's his voice? Uh, probably this. Dead. Nice. <laughs> nice. He's not a fun, he's not a fun, silly little guy. <laughs> He's no. He would have been more of like a, a, a gruff. Uh... Is he hot? I asked that. 
Definitely it actually sounds yeah, pretty cool. Oh, then Claymore would have fucked that guy. Claymore, Claymore leaves Peter. Natalie, you fuck keep Peter. saying that with Claymore, but then you also say that Claymore and Peter are Natalie, like, now you're just it? saying what shit is it, to Yeah, I am. Fun I'm fact, co- it was co- the first beef. thing I'm that Manuel, when Manuel's introduced, Claymore says, I'm gonna fuck your brother, Danny. We did cut that. But I am proud that of that. That was like, non-canon like, like, when it was said. Are you loyal or are you disloyal? I spared the world from so much horniness. You didn't spare them anything, Josh. You you oppressed them. <laughs> the subtext is there and they can okay, tell. Okay, let's take a vote. Who's on Josh's side and who's on that? <laughs> 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 what are the sides? Okay, horny or not that, horny? Who thinks the horniness just should have cut, been cut out? I agree with you, Josh. I get it. This is the censorship uh, conversation. You're censoring. That school's talking I'm about. censoring my censored. <laughs> do you want to hear what the boss fight would have been for this area? Yes, I yeah, really do. Yes, yes, please. Okay. Um, at Jeweled Basilisk Lake, the party will find the riverboat they arrived on docked and mostly ready for travel, but they need to get, but they need to get it on the water fast because Dulcimer is on their tail. There is forty feet of treeless march between the tree line and the boat. Once the players get halfway, Dulcimer will begin shooting from the tree line and will also send in his wolfhound to get up close and personal. The boat is also currently being occupied by one uh, plesiosaurus as a resting place. Uh, this also could have been a hippopotamus, uh, whichever is scarier. Um, Hippos are Hippo. vicious. If a player is unlucky enough to fall into the water, they will be attacked by a swarm of piranha. Uh, and there's also a T-Rex that's going to show up in three turns. To start the boat, the players will have to do a couple things. Uh, the netting wrapped around the rotor needs to be removed, which takes one full action. The motor needs to be started, which will take a, a strength check. And someone needs to be at the helm to steer it. The boat uses the stats of a standard rowboat with 11 AC and 50 hit points. And the boat can move at a comfortable 15 feet per second, equaling 10 miles per hour. Lionel, uh, I need to know. Uh, has he been on a boat before? Lionel has like canonically yes. been on many boats. He's a yes. strong boat boy, right? He's yeah. a big boat boy. A sexy little sailor. Mm. Aww. <laughs> we should have shot the dog. Claymore yeah, was right. If we had shot the dog, <laughs> we wouldn't be in this mess. I I love a um, shit hits the fan yeah. boss fight of just, well, sorry, there's eight things happening, and if you make one mistake, you're in a different... Problem. I'm also yeah. a big fan of encounters that are get the hell out. Yes. Because it's just so yeah. different than a lot of the structure to the D&D, and it provides a much-needed variety to encounters a lot of the time. And and something that's so collaborative, which we didn't have a ton of collaborative puzzles until the very end of the campaign, which I won't spoil, but that would have been a really cool on the boat, yeah. like trying to figure out who has to do a what. Like, that's... That's very cool. Well, yeah, because I think also, right, like our instinct is not going to be check out the, well, I don't know how you would have presented it, but I imagine that it would be like, we try to start the boat and it's like, hey, something's wrong with the rudder. Somebody's got to go down to the rudder after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also the chance of being like, oh man, we might need to leave someone behind if something goes nasty, like, because you're not going to turn the boat around. Well, I also, the reason I like those kinds of encounters so much too is like, right, if somebody goes down, like, to go get the rudder and it takes like, you know, right, like the dash action or something just to get there, and then they're like alone going to fix the rudder and then they just go down because Dulcimer shoots them, it's like, well, now like both our party member is down and nobody's starting the rudder, so we can't leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I love anything with a lot of moving pieces. I feel like this would have been an easy spot for Claymore to die. 
if he had stayed behind to shoot or like goddamn any an like easy place for anyone to die there's a fucking t-rex yeah, <laughs> well that too and i feel like <laughs> but I, feel, I once you said like this is where claymore would die I, I immediately thought and specifically he dies by getting eaten by a t-rex I yeah. think, honestly, that would have been a yes. bitchin' way for Claymore Catalina to go. I would have been so okay with that. a heartfelt, sweet fire. Okay, maybe that might not have been sweet in all people's eyes. But no. a very, like, tender moment uh, of the death. And Claymore gets chomped up by Big Dino. Yeah. I, it yeah. fits their personality. Yeah, yeah that would have been <laughs> uh, Danny sheds a tear. It's how he would have wanted to go. It like, is. No, really Claymore is. It would have been some like, come at me, I, I, big boy, you know, really gross. Like, he wrote it down in his journal beforehand. Yeah. His, he, he manifested <laughs> dying by being bitten in half by a T-Rex that he didn't know existed. The thing, that's so, the thing that's annoying about that death is that being killed by a T-Rex does not stop the T-Rex from attacking again. That's true. Not a, it is not a sacrifice. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, okay. Really benefits what if, what I will if, say that the T-Rex, though, isn't, like, specifically going for us, though, right? Like, the T-Rex is just there. So the T-Rex could also go for well, any like of the So what if Claymore, right? like, drives the T-Rex away from you guys towards Dulcimer, gets, like, shot a bunch of times while he's doing it, jumps into the T-Rex's, you know, really bad macho. Y'all were so on board for heroic yeah. self-sacrifice. Molotov cocktail into the mouth of the dinosaur. Yeah. Where to starve for oxygen. Can he Jonah so in the whale for where he's like in the death. dinosaur's stomach and he shoots... I do think Manny would have just been like, I'm gonna punch this dinosaur. But unlike with the coil interaction, he would have just been, he would have just been killed. Honestly, if I survive, I feel like Talon and Coil were both bigger threats than Undyne. Yes. Well, also the only, yeah. and also the only reason that like, like Coil never attacked anyone in that fight. If he had, no. <laughs> right. dead. Claymore also would would happily die for Manny in the jaws of a T Rex. Like, would would uh, who else would would Claymore have died for Cecily? Uh, yeah, that probably for a T Rex. Yeah, <laughs> if it was a T Rex death, Claymore would have made excuses. <laughs> no, it's a it's a great way for him to go out. I think he would have died for anyone with a T Rex. Yeah. Uh, just sort of while we're on the concept of heroic, you know, heroic death, the concept of in swapping out Claymore for Manny of like, hey guys, I'm here, first encounter, chomped up by a dinosaur <laughs> right away. Yeah. Yeah. Who would, if Claymore had died, because we're be talking about funny. Claymore's death a lot, Natalie, who would you have brought as your second player character? Ooh. I pro. I mean, probably. Are we allowed to adapt NPCs or no? If they had been unclaimed and unvoiced by me at that point. Okay, because I was gonna say my first thought would be to play as Bat or no longer Bat Peter. To carry on Claymore's legacy. Yeah, so um, by that point, I wouldn't have, like, voiced him that. at all, so yeah. okay. I could have done that. Um, but otherwise, I mean, like, it sounds stupid to be, like, a girl to balance the team, but, like, not a cis man, probably, <laughs> and probably a totally different um, type. Now that you guys are all kind of badass, probably a more nebbishy, nervish type um, to add a different flavor of anxiety to the gang. And to let Manny take over as the muscle and Danny take over as the leader at that point. So definitely a weakling of some capacity. Maybe maybe something magic. I don't know. Maybe a bad guy. Maybe another bad guy. I did consider <laughs> when guy. I was doing my character was like 
I, I didn't pitch this to you, Josh, but like a similar Jed style thing of like a hunter who's been on the island of someone who was like going to be like, I'm going to kill these people after I encounter them. I didn't like the idea initially after I mulled on it for long enough because I feel like this playing a bit of like what is like considered ground, like we all have established of no, there's some understanding that we might conflict, but we're all at least yeah. to some degree on the same side, unless in story told. Well, otherwise. it's also almost a little too late in the campaign to not not too late, yeah. but like a little too late to do something like that because even by then we'd sort of decided like Claymore is not actually going to kill anybody, and so it'd be kind of weird it's after just the fact to be like. I'm going to be a new PC who wants to murder you all. Yes. I, when Cecily yeah. was in the throes of death, as I don't know if this is open, but um, yeah. to, uh, throes of death with an eagle, um, I did consider, and I didn't really talk to Josh about this because we weren't quite there yet, right? Yeah. Was um, being Dulcimer's angsty teenage son. Oh um, my God. Who was just like, Dad, why are you doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> Who's his mom? You know. nephew, I don't know, but being related to Dulcimer's <laughs> and just like, just like, this is fucked I'm Dulcimer's uh-huh. brother. That'd be so funny because, like, yeah, I'm on the island with my weird uncle. <laughs> my uncle does this every I, year. I love the idea my, my that, like, like Dulcimer is hunting all of us, and his worst nightmare is his annoying <laughs> nephew that just won't stop I'm whining Carrie the Crane, entire time. And my family's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. Freeze frame, that's me. Wait a second, so then... <laughs> Record scratch. You might be wondering what that sound is. That hasn't been invented yet. No, wait, that's not right. I hate when my dad makes me carry the bones off the island. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Lionel had died, who would be the secondary? I think I probably would have gone... I feel like, right, I, I feel like I would have tried to keep it, like, within world. So I'd probably have gone with something similar to, like, Peter's idea of, like, someone who had been brought on, like, a previous hunt, presumed dead by the dangers of the island, but has, like, it would have been a little scroungely man. Scroungly um, boy. That would have been a really, I, that would have been really good if you had just a real shown treat. up as, like, a, a little scrungly, an old scroungly man with a big beard. <laughs> I think there's also something very entertaining about the idea of coming as someone weak to show, because another thing a that I considered... real Robin Williams and Jumanji. When, something that I considered after the, because Josh had sent me that NPC list, and I was like, oh, wait, there's a secret brother? Okay, that's interesting. But what I had considered was to come as Geo and specifically request to be, like, level one. Because to sort of show the, like, sheer growth of the party in contrast, the issue is I feel like being... In practice, that Knowing myself, the ineptness would have been exhaustive after the first time the bit is played. Well, Phil Matos and I had a conversation where he was considering playing Manny, and he was just like, hey, would this be, like, awkward for you? No, Gio. A couple... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. And no one would have sprung that on you. And we were like... And I was like, no, because Cecily is planning on on beating him up, so you're good. Yeah, it would be exes. And then Danny, who would you have been if you were a secondary? I didn't really, I'll be super honest, I really had no intention to die, so I did not come up with a secondary. That's perfect for Danny, though. Well, because oh, there was something brought up that, like, if Danny dies before Manuel shows up, I was like, cool, that storyline's cut? That's what I was going to bring up. The only person who really had plot armor was Danny, because he was the only character that had his own thing going on. Um, once Manny he showed also up, had 20 then AC. he could die, and, like, Manny could, could follow through. 
But in that interim, yeah, it, it like narratively, it just would have really sucked <laughs> if Danny yeah. died, especially if Danny died and then Manny showed up. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been awful. I, I in my mind, I think that to be so. So let's say that like Danny did die. I think that um, Danny was a character that I had built with the intention of like he will never he will never hit anyone so much so that he actually never causes damage until the very very end. Um, but then because of that to balance that out, I was like he needs to kind of live through everything, which is why he had no offensive spells, no weapons. He had a boomerang that I argued that should be able to pick things up. That never happened. Um, but if if he had to go through another one, I think it would have been, if it was before Catalina died, I think I would have gone for a family member, like, coming in. But then after I knew that Manuel was the next one, I I don't know. I might have just brought in another Dela Cruz and it would have been a full family reunion still. <laughs> it been, like, the, their dad um, just, like, coming in. Um, oh, that's so or, sad. Just the idea of like so many different Delacruzes dying on this island. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's why like I think it would like kind of suck. Um, I think the only other thing that I brought up to Josh was like, could I be a talking animal? Which was also shot down pretty quickly. <laughs> 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 if you wanted to be a talking animal, you should have started killing for the snake. Claymore becomes convinced that Danny has been reincarnated as a monkey. He's like, guys, guys, no, no, he's looking at me, he's smiling. He has a tear in his eye. (laughs) No, if he's smiling, that's a sign of aggression among apes. Please, back away. I'm looking into his eyes. (laughs) Josh played all the times that Claymore insisted that Manuel was a reincarnation of Catalina. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking into his eyes. Claymore, that doesn't make sense at all you... with when they were born. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, when did you look into Catalina's eyes? He's got her he voice. Her Listen, around. it's her voice. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So, what other sexy stuff do we want to talk about? Damn. Check out our TikTok at the most dangerous campaign one. Yeah, you blew up the other day. What's our What's our tumble? Our Tumblr is the most dangerous campaign, I believe. Uh, and it slaps. We have some good memes. Hey, also, please uh, like the podcast and like leave a review. Like and dub dub. If you can follow it wherever you, can, you listen to yeah, podcasts. Yeah, and you can rate it. You can leave comments like, Josh, why isn't there more kissing? Or, Josh, why isn't there more kissing? Tune in next week for the exciting grand finale of the most dangerous campaign. Until then, happy hunting.